right. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to our Family Talks podcast. We had a little bit of a break. Uh, We did not do a recap of our Christmas series or Christmas Eve service, but trust me, they were great. Uh, All of the sermons are on our sermons podcast or on our website, citychurchotr.com. You can check those out. Uh, And yeah, if this is your first time with this podcast, what we do is, uh, my name is Josh, and I get to do a lot of the uh, behind-the-scenes stuff at City Church OTR, and one of those things is this podcast, which is bringing some people from our congregation that are not on staff, or at least they don't speak, you don't hear them a lot, um, and we sit and talk about the sermons, and we talk about the series that we're in, or that we just finished, so we'll kind of recap or um, more like just kind of see how it applies to us. Uh, and I think they're really fun. It's nice to not have the pastors in the room in case they stunk it up. We can uh, we can poke fun at them if we need to. Um, but today I'm really excited. Uh, is the first time for this podcast. I have a married couple, um, one returnee. So you might remember Alexa uh, from a few podcasts back. She is here. And then her husband, Jordan. And we go a few years back. So I'm going to give it to them. They can introduce themselves We'll start with Jordan since we've already heard from Alexis. Alexa. Yes, I'm Jordan. Um, I actually know Josh, Tyler, and Chris from our Indiana days about, shoot, 10 years ago yeah. or so at this who, point. Who, who, Hoosiers. Um, so I was there on the front end of this big dream and remember vague conversations about it, but it's cool to be a part of it as it's come to fruition. Um, I work for Block Ministries in Price Hill, run a gym called Block Sports Performance, so I'm working with teenage athletes uh boys on probation throughout mm. the week every day um yeah that's me. very cool that's yeah. jordan alexa hey do you want me to completely yeah, who, reintroduce yeah. myself Not re- actually you can <laughs> yeah this you're alexa yeah uh yeah a few things about you and then a few sentences about block ministries yeah yeah so i'm alexa obviously jordan's wife we have three boys um five three and one zeke silas and ej and i mostly stay home with them Mm -hmm. um but when i'm not at home with them i do some administrative work at block um as well and block is an inner city ministry that that solely functions in the neighborhood of Price Hill. So Mm. we have over 30 some programs, but all of them are in that neighborhood. We live where we serve. So most of our staff live in the neighborhood as well. And um, our big thing is we bring hope to our neighbors. Mm. So we just love the people that we're around and that God puts next to us and at our door. And it's pretty fun. It has its challenges, but it's it's fun for sure. Yeah, I haven't had too many run-ins with you guys yet i haven't made it over to price hill but i follow a few of the accounts online and uh it seems like a really really cool ministry you also have a side hustle we can we can uh mention that (laughs) because my wife is a huge fan (laughs) uh essential oils right yes Yes. yeah yep so we can yeah you're not doing nothing with those three boys and ministries yeah thanks for that shameless plug hey anytime (laughs) um so yeah we are going to talk about the series that we just got through uh, it was on wisdom, a lot of proverb, uh, Proverbs stuff. Uh, it was four weeks, and I know uh, these recap podcasts can kind of drag on when we try to do too much at once. So we're kind of going to skip through that first one. Uh, that was Tyler. He talked about time uh, and mostly kind of introed the series. Uh, there's a book that he references a couple times uh, called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Comer. Uh I think that would be a great summary of 
his sermon. Obviously, you can go listen to it. Uh, but these other three weeks that we've we've most recently had, uh, I want to jump into. Um, and so we're going to start with the f- the second week of the series. Um, the first one we're going to talk about, uh, which was on money, and that was a co-taught message. Um, I'd love to hear, yeah, just totally vague softball kind of just throw it out any any thoughts uh did it you know stoke anything that you guys have thought about as individuals or a married couple um yeah let's just go ahead yeah that that one it just i don't know if it doesn't hit home for anybody i mean Mm -hmm. like i think money is always going to be a challenge um (coughs) in in our marriage it's funny we were just reflecting that's not a challenge for him he I think spends it pretty wisely. He <laughs> go not ahead. a challenge in that I'm not one to overspend, mm-hmm. which means I'll just sit on it all. Mm, so okay. it is a challenge just in a different way. That right. makes sense. So yeah. Um I, I think it's always challenging. I think that we've had just a personally um uniquely ex- unique experience with money in in working with block ministries mm-hmm. we raise support as our income yeah. and so we've always had this kind of unique relationship with money where we lean into community and into churches for our livelihood yeah <laughs> and so we've just seen a lot of really cool things come out of people being extremely faithful with their money, um, whether that's consistently monthly or random donations that have come with us. We've just seen God move in really cool ways. Um, so the whole money thing, I mean, on one end, we're challenged on how we spend our money wisely, but we've also been blessed <laughs> mm-hmm. by the receiving end of people mm-hmm. being really faithful with their money. Yeah, I think for me, too, that has been somewhat of a danger in the generosity compartment with us being missionaries. And, you know, it's not like I was raised in a missionary family. Um, So it's kind of all new for eight years now, but still newer territory. Um, It's it's easy for me or has been easy for me to rationalize in my mind. Well, we don't really need to give because we've given our life or we can't Mm. be generous because man we don't have much but then to hear alexa talk about how generous people are towards me or towards our family it's just ridiculous to think (laughs) that i have had those thoughts and struggled with i can't be generous to them but it's like god's really just funneling it through you know it's it's going where it needs to go whether sometimes it needs to stop with us sometimes it needs to go to our neighbor or or a coworker. i don't know but uh that has been a struggle which is why i enjoyed this one because it was a push to be generous. Just yeah. Seriously, stop thinking about it and just be generous. Yeah, I was gonna ask that, being that you guys have you know raised support. Me and my wife Abby raised support for a year and a half of our marriage, um, and then the rest of our marriage we've been on one income, and so it it's so tempting to either say like, oh, I worked for a church, you know, I've, I'm working for the church, like that's what I'm doing, or you know, we don't have the money or we've raised the money. Like you said, it, it stops here. Like <laughs> the people's generosity stops at me is kind of that, uh, <laughs> that selfish tendency that I know I've, I've personally had, like, I don't know, have there been examples or times when you, you guys have been like, uh, you know what, that I'm feeling that temptation big time right now. To what? To, to uh, hold to on to it? Yeah. To <coughs> hold on to it, to say like, we are, we are the, 
receivers of generosity. We're, you know, that's yeah. the position we're in right now. I, I think that's, again, I'm projecting. Maybe you guys have never felt those <laughs> things, but that stuff I've definitely felt. Yeah, I can, I can say on my end, <laughs> I am more of the spender and I would give a lot of money away. <laughs> yeah, and for me, it's every time it's a temptation to mm. put it in savings I don't know. You name it. I yeah. just, just like, well, yeah, we, we are the recipient of the generosity. So really no need to be generous here. Yep. Yeah. And every time the Lord has pressed into that and typically brings up a pretty prevalent need in our area. And then thankfully Alexa's spender um, can <laughs> be spun in a spot <laughs> in a positive way. Yeah. Uh, yep. But it, it's for me personally, it's a struggle almost every time we get some type of big gift or unexpected gift. Um, yeah, just because I, do I you, can get do so you find yourself uh, like in 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 your most most healthiest. You get a big gift. Is it like if you're at your your peak, you're going okay. First, we're we're gonna tithe it, or first we're gonna. Is there a practice that you'd have? Like if I just gave you a two thousand dollar check in your healthiest, what would you do with it? In our healthiest, yeah. we actually have gotten a good chunk of money and gave it all to somebody else wow. because they needed almost that amount. Mm-hmm. And I think in our mind, it was mm-hmm. like, this is extra. Yeah. So it's we weren't really planning on us. having it anyway. Yeah. Um, so at our healthiest, we've given away a lot of money. Um, and I, that's just the Lord working that out. That's nothing. That's <laughs> like, there happened to be a need for that. We weren't planning to receive that money anyway. So those were pretty easy decisions, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, two stories come to mind. I think it was last week or two weeks ago. I sent Jordan a text and I was like, Hey, just letting you know, I'm going to be generous about something (laughs) (laughs) and just like very vague. Uh Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's a, uh Oh, but you almost can't voice the, uh Oh, cause it's like, well, (laughs) right. Yeah. So I think it was probably later on in the day. I was like, Hey, this is what I did with this. And he was like, okay. I was, I was wondering. And I, you know, said it was Mm -hmm. only this amount. Don't freak out. But it was just one of those moments where it was like, I just felt like it had to be done. (laughs) Um, and then the other thing that comes to mind, him being more of a saver, um, he does not spend money on himself. All large, I mean like over a hundred dollar purchases are saved for Christmas. (laughs) He will not spend that money on himself, but a really cool story coming out of before Christmas, there was a pair of shoes that he wanted to buy. He's getting into these shoes that are really good for you. Mm -hmm. Um, and Dr. Scholl's, I'm not quite, kidding. but yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> the gel. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> um, <clears throat> so he finally, I just said, buy the shoes. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's worth it. It's worth it to you. Buy the shoes. Like we have the money. It's, you know, go ahead. So he went ahead and did it. I think it was later that day or the day after we got a check for the rounded up amount a random like hospital bill mm. that apparently we had overpaid for That's like so that cool. amount. And so I know that's like kind of a hokey story, but it was like one of those things where it's like, I think if you're just faithful, that stuff works itself out or God's yep. working something. Yeah, I feel like the things. Lord was just like, look, I'm, I'm generous. You know, you, I knew that you wanted that. Mm-hmm. It's good that you have it. I'm generous enough to mm-hmm. give you what you need. And for me, that pushes me like, ah, oh, crap, you know, I gotta, I should lean more into that as opposed yeah. to just trying to hoard everything yeah for sure it i think money's a a funny one because when you say like hokey or like those there's so many stories and i think there are just 
there is something about money. Maybe it's our time. Maybe it wasn't always like this, but when I actually give out of sacrifice, cause we, we are naturally really generous people with like, you know, small amounts like, Oh, don't pay me back. Like, you know, I, I bought your lunch. No, no problem. Who cares? That's not really, that's, I don't know. That's just normal. It's how my family was and how I was raised. Um, but like a regular tithe or, um, regular. Yeah. It's pretty much like regular gifts of sizable amounts where it's like, if I budgeted, I would have this money, but we don't like budgeting. So it's right. going to hurt to lose that money. And when we do, when we do decide to give that, um, and it actually hurts, like it's crazy how much, uh, how much comes back just almost instantly. It mm. really is one of those crazy things. Cause you don't want to tell people like, well, just, you gotta, you gotta hurt when it gives, you gotta make a sacrifice and then God's going to bless you. Like that's what all the you know, the prosperity messages are. Right. And it's like, that's just not true. Right. But there's something about that experience when you have it for yourself. And it's obviously, it's not immediate, like always like that with your shoes. I bet if you go buy two or three more pair, it probably not, it's not going to happen. Work out. Um, but like that does happen and it's really cool. And it does. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, we're going to, we'll, we'll keep moving. Uh, money's a good one. I do want to mention, I really, really appreciated, uh, Chris and Tyler, I mean, this this new church, um, if you watch this previous week's uh, uh, sermon, you'll hear about all the blessings that are happening right now with our church, which is amazing. But what I really love is because of the organization that planted us, um, the way financially our church is doing, like while we're this baby church that's this brand new community and new family, um, they didn't tie the bow around like so now give to us <laughs> which I really thought was was cool I didn't know that they weren't going to do that um it's kind of a breath of fresh air I'm sure when people walk in it's like uh oh the money talk here it comes so that was that was really cool to be kind of in the on the ground floor of a church that is doing okay because of some organizations and and we're actually going to teach about generosity for your sake not for our sake Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I've seen both sides of that at churches where it is like, you know, the whole talk crescendos at mm-hmm. now let's pull out your checkbooks <laughs> or pull out your phone so you you can do this online easily. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've also seen it done how Chris and Tyler laid it out and just appreciate that where it's just it's give because mm-hmm. God may not be calling you to give to this church now, but he is calling you to give period. Yep. So what's that look like for you? And that's where I felt like it was pushing me like not push to give to city church, but push to just give and yeah. where can I be more generous period. Yeah. I appreciated that. That's really good. All right. Moving on. This one is, I don't know how you can get juicier than money, but I feel like this one is, um, at least right now. Uh, and that was technology, social media, uh, phones, the whole nine yards. Chris gave that talk. Alexa actually gave a short, uh, I don't know what you call those. She brought the word. Yeah, she did she bring preached. the word. I said we should have canceled Chris <laughs> and just let her give her like 15, 20 more minutes and we would have been fine. Amen. Um, but uh, yeah, you can actually see that on our Instagram. We put yeah. we put your, your talk on there. So yeah, what is, um, and we don't even, I mean, we're living this out. You don't even have to necessarily talk about specific points Chris made as much as you've been on a journey, Alexa, with social media kind yeah. of take me through that a little bit yeah I mean gosh I feel like media 
TV, technology, all of that is a constant conversation in our home. Um, yeah, I mean, when Tyler texted me and said, hey, will you do this? It was like, I have nothing to give here because <laughs> this is such a struggle for me. This is such a struggle, even in our marriage, in our relationship, um, to find a balance in. And it's hard. Um, I, yeah, like I said, um, in that talk, it's something that I struggle with, um, daily, um, whether I should be on it, whether I shouldn't be on it. Um, I'm pretty sure after Chris spoke (laughs) on media that one Sunday, I came home and was like, I'm just ready to delete it all. Mm -hmm. So it comes in seasons and I think it's okay to take a break for a season or to be on it for a season. Yeah. I don't think there's ever going to be such thing as balance. I don't know. It's like a day-to-day thing. Like today I felt like it was okay. Tomorrow I might be on it more than I should be. Um, And it's just hard. And, and I think the part that I struggle with the most is what, what is this going to look like for our kids? Mm -hmm. So one of the things that is constantly in the back of my mind is, um, are my kids going to remember me just sitting on my phone in the living room while they're playing? Like mom wasn't playing with me. She was just sitting on her phone. Um, And that's like, could make me cry if mm-hmm. I think too much about it. Yep. But like, not only that, I might rant here, but like, there are so many moms on social media and they're sharing their lives and all of it is great. But there's been a piece of my heart that's like, gosh, how much are moms actually being taken away mm-hmm. from parenting and their kids because they're just sitting on their phones or they're too busy filming it or taking a picture these are my own, like I have felt these big convictions. So I'm not saying we shouldn't, it's, it's a constant wrestling, like I said. So I don't have the right answer. I mean, like I still struggle with it, the concept of it, the purpose of it, what we're really doing. But I do, I do feel like there is good in it and there can be good in it. It just really has to be stewarded well. Mm Mm-hmm. And Jordan, you have a unique relationship with social media, too. A non-existent one. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I was thinking back on my relationship with media, period. And I didn't become a Christian until I was 21. So before then, it was there was there were no boundaries, no nothing, whatever. Mm -hmm. And for whatever reason, one of the uh, verses that I took very serious after becoming a Christian was if it causes you to sin, cut it off. Mm. And I took that as literal as I could in certain areas of my life. And one of them immediately was back in the DVD days, which was when I became a Christian. Uh, <laughs> I got rid of all of my DVDs because they were just not in my, like they weren't glorifying to the Lord, you know, yep. like they were, it was garbage. Yep. Um, but then I, I did have a Facebook back then and I knew that I struggled a lot with comparison and like, struggled with depression back then and I think that drove me deeper because I saw all of these smiling faces mm. and happy people and was like why not me and then I got to the point where it was like cut it off get it out I knew it wasn't good and that was maybe 10 years or so ago I did have a Twitter for a few months because people were doing that mm-hmm. I don't know never had an Instagram um, because when it came out it was only for girls yeah it really was <laughs> um, I remember that it and I just too. It's not that I've sworn off social media. I do despise the majority of it, Mm -hmm. but uh, I just don't really care anymore. I don't really have a need for it. I have to run it for the gym that I run. And on certain days, it's agonizing. It's like I'm appeasing uh, the crowds Mm -hmm. here and there. Um, Yeah, I do. 
Mine's less with social media and more probably with just media. That I was going to ask. Period. That. Yep. Uh, and I have noticed the Lord moving in my heart even up until recently. I love any documentary about murderers mm. and just some jacked up stuff that I feel like <laughs> most people are into and I don't yeah. really know why. But I've been really convicted lately of like, that's just not good. That mm. is definitely not pleasing to the Lord. Like, I think Jesus would sit down and watch Netflix, but he probably wouldn't watch that. <laughs> uh, so that that's like a me thing. But I've been way more conscious of what I've been watching. And there are certain things where I'm definitely drawing the line. There's others where I'm like, I'll give it a shot. And I've had a couple where I'll watch an episode or 20 minutes and like, I just can't do it because mm-hmm. it's like, it doesn't sit right. And honestly, sometimes that's not fun because I just want to be able to sit back and watch something stupid. But yeah. there are things that I just can't anymore, and I'm thankful for that. But it's still a struggle um, in the time uh, spent on media like was talked about. It's just so easily consumed. And I do – this is a random thing that Chris mentioned in his sermon. I have what one would call a dumb phone. You do. Um, it's glorious. Yeah, and so that was <laughs> – I did have an iPhone. I like think there are people listening right now that have never owned a dumb phone. I yeah. would bet. Oh, wow. I would bet yeah. I'm sure. I feel sorry for people. you. I mean, yeah, the, the iPhone <laughs> came out when I was in college. So that yep. was a long time ago. Unfortunately, your phone doesn't have snake on it. I know. Oh, that is probably the what? worst part of it. Yeah. yeah. Man. Which that would just replace what I was consuming time with on my <laughs> iPhone. So <laughs> but it's probably it's just a good pixels. Thing. It's it like, yeah. it like feels like it feels safer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My iPhone, my struggle obviously wasn't social media, but just looking up random facts. Like, mm. oh, man, didn't that guy go to that college and. <laughs> You know, random sports, sports stuff, but yeah. the next thing I know, like Alexa's struggling getting sucked into social media. I'm with my boys and have a random thought about <laughs> so-and-so that played for North Carolina in 1992. Wonder what he's up to. Yeah. Yep. And then I go straight to Wikipedia and find out what Joe Schmo's doing. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is the dumbest thing ever. At least on social media, you're hopefully talking to real people, you know? I'm yeah. just looking up random stuff that I never even need to know. Which yeah. re- that's real. That is what led my just the distraction that it caused, like the constant temptation to be distracted, totally. is what led me to the flip phone that I have. Yeah, that I think is fair. I, I feel I don't. I'm less tempted by the dumb phone now. I would say two years ago I was like, I'm going. I'm gonna go. Um, I I don't know if it's because I'm in a better spot or I've become more uh, numb to to the media uh <laughs> suck hole um but i i think what's interesting because i mean it's very clear and i think if there's anybody that denies it i know i know people that are influencers that that don't deny the dangers um i mean there's studies after studies i've listened to podcasts that are petrifying if there's one foot i'm putting down my girls will not have a smartphone until 18 at least i mean just it's just statistically i love statistics and data and it's like yeah that seems like a smart smart decision um there's a lot of dangers there's a lot of wasted time um but i think i mean alexa you mentioned a really good thing uh on the sunday you talked about this where Mm. uh, a ton of money was raised i mean that's obvious i think what's interesting is it makes it it's changing humanity in a way because like you said, Jordan, when you're looking up stuff, like knowledge is no longer like 
a necessity. Like you don't have yeah. to retain anything. That's why I think Jeopardy is like having a boom in its ratings because people are more blown away now <laughs> at Jeopardy contestants than they probably would have been 15 years ago yeah. because I don't have to retain anything. I can look up everything immediately. I mean, that's like the technology or social media. I mean, I, I can look up uh, what someone's doing. I don't have to reach out to them. I can just watch and they never even know I'm on their page. Um, and so like it's changing people and I think that they're, you know, not to swing away from the negative side, like it needs to be swung away from, but I think there's like some potential for some like creativity. There's some potential for, um, you know, applying certain aspects of our life or of the Lord into your life in a, in a different way than probably would have been previously. I can think of like youth group or those Sunday school times when it was like, uh, Oh, the, did you guys ever do the, the Bible races? Like, uh, we didn't grow up in church. Oh, you both didn't. Okay. I, I mean, I was like <laughs> high school. So yeah, I did have, I had some high school, uh, years where you'd say a verse and first person to flip to it. Okay. So stuff like I've that. I've heard of these things. Yes. <laughs> you don't need to do that anymore. And yeah. so now I feel like things are becoming more about application yeah. instead of testing or instead of just saying you have the knowledge, which I think can have some positives. Um, I mean, I, I'd love to hear, uh alexa that story that you shared um the good things and any other i don't know positive things yeah. that uh, things we can lean into mm -hmm. because it's not going away right because i i would imagine no one's cutting off i don't think anybody's going to a dumb phone after just one podcast with us uh you never know i i don't think it's all bad i think at its core it's good but this may be over spiritualizing but it's like it's just another sign that we live in a fallen world because mm. most good things go bad and mm. that's just because the world has fallen and uh you know the enemy gets the hang of it or the gets his hand on it and then it just in the words of michael scott runs amok mm -hmm. we don't want it to run amok <laughs> yeah. but uh yeah yeah i mean i kind of to your point like the the movie the social dilemma how um, they talked about it started like m social media specifically started out as such a great thing. Like there were organ donors that were getting matched. Um, there were families that had reconnected on there. So like those are the really great things that are still happening. Um, there. Yeah. We just don't see it as much these days. But yeah, the kind of to like fall back on the story that I talked about that one Sunday, um, there was a lady that I follow. And she offhandedly mentioned that um, she she just said, if you don't have a Bible, let me know and I'll get you one. Mm. And um, so her DMs started getting flooded with people saying, I don't have a Bible. Um, and then in, in kind of the mix of that, other followers were saying, hey, I want to give money so that you can give more people Bibles. Mm -hmm. um, and so she ended up, um, I think they're still in the process of it, but giving away over 2,500 Bibles. And she had raised $26,000 just from her following on <laughs> social media. Yeah. Um, and I'm like really, her specifically, I haven't followed her for very long. Um, but I don't know that I've ever seen such a good example of a Jesus follower than mm. her every Sunday evening. This so like, She sounds like a good follower. What's yeah. the, what is it? What or, do you mean? Uh, what's her, um, her, who is she? Oh gosh. Sounds like people should follow this. Yeah. Person. Let me, I'll look okay. it up when yeah. I'm not talking and then I'll let you know. Um, every, this caught me off guard and I think I even mentioned it to Jordan after I saw it. 
every Sunday night, she verbally prays over her followers. Mm. Like she, in her stories, she just prays. I had never seen someone do that before. And like, that would make me super uncomfortable. But I mean, in all the times that I've thought, like, how can I kind of live out my relationship with Jesus on this app Mm. that never came to mind. And that's like, Oh, that's so good to be able to do that. So let me look her up. Yeah. I mean, there are, there are lots of stories. I know Bible translation is like crazy fast now. I mean, all those different languages, the Jesus film, you know, used to be (laughs) like this slow process. And now there's like apps, you know, to turn Jesus stories into other languages. Go ahead. What is it? So, (laughs) she's a mom of six, almost six. So, I don't think any, like, single guys in the church are going to benefit from following her. But um, it's Modern Farmhouse Family. Modern Farmhouse Family. Yeah. Okay. So, it's Sarah and Tim and their family. So Cool. Yeah, they're really sweet. Yeah, I I think there are so many um, ways to use it for good. Like that. Um, I, I, one I randomly thought about, it's not a social media, but it's technology. I've seen, um, I don't know if Facebook knows that I have a, uh, some mental illness coming up soon, but I've been targeted ads for online therapy, um, <laughs> which oh, they know they, they might know, <laughs> uh, they, uh, they probably do. Um, so yeah, that's something that's like, oh wow. Like therapy is something that's so hard to convince people to go to spend a lot of money to. It's like, oh, wow, if you can get a video call with a licensed therapist, like, yeah. that could that could save lives. Like, wow, that's amazing. Um, and so there are all these, like, tech, like, technology and technological advances and social media stories. It's the problem is, and I, Chris mentioned this in his, uh, in his sermon, like, the people that made them, they're not making them to be healthy. They're making them to make money. And when you, I've been to casinos, and I know the feeling of, like, gambling it's great and it's like terrifying if i thank goodness i've never had enough money to have a gambling problem um but that's what a phone is i mean it's that same endorphin uh you know when it dings or you get a notification or you're just scrolling through you know it's like literally that's the same science that they're using and so just being aware uh putting some parameters i think that's what uh, chris mentioned like hey i'm not telling you to go get the dumb phone like Jordan. I'm not telling you to go. Or you could. Don't be afraid to cut it off. It's true. It's true. You feel like you're being led to. Absolutely. Yeah. You you don't have to search for a reason not to. Um, If that's what you're feeling, do it. Um, But if you're like, you know what? I have all these other reasons why I use it. Put some parameters. Put a timeline or a a time limit on Mm -hmm. it. I know there's, uh, there has been a little bit of like a swing towards like screen, like Apple and stuff, trying to make it, at least somewhat look like they they care um, to to let people have um, you know parameters on their their consumption. Okay, I have three good things off the top of my head that Kay. I can think of Boom. that have come out of like technology. Love it. So um, when I was in high school, I babysat for a family, and um, their second son had autism, and mm-hmm. he was nonverbal. Um, and they had, you know, they obviously worked with him in a variety of ways to try to communicate him. And one of the best ways was a, an app on their iPad. And mm. he would be able to look at the picture and he would be able to push, you know, say he wanted a drink. He could push, a, you know, the picture of a drink on there and it would say, 
drink. Wow. Um, and so he couldn't verbally say it, but he could recognize a picture. And just to think like, gosh, I could probably cry again. Um, <laughs> that like their son can communicate not verbally like using his voice, but he can communicate and how much of a blessing that probably was mm. and is for so many families yeah. to be able to do that. Um, it's just incredible. And, and I think kind of off of that, like thinking of um, during, you know, COVID and how like there are so many families that can't do in-person therapy. So they've had to switch to like tech, technological mm -hmm. online therapy yeah. and that's how telehealth yeah tele oh yeah you know there that you go <laughs> nice i looked drop in knowledge you looked it up while we were sitting here yeah <laughs> on um, his dumb phone so yeah i just think that that's one thing the other thing is like okay so in my world of like social media um and creating reels oh they're like the best and if you're on tiktok this is like old news to you mm -hmm. but the creativity that comes mm. through reels is amazing yeah. And absolutely. I'm not on TikTok. I draw a line there. I would scroll for hours and hours and hours. They're unbelievably entertaining. Yeah. That's incredible. why I don't have it because yeah. that would be like a black hole for me. Um, but to see a lot of that, like mm -hmm. the dancing and like the syncing up of the, the videos and the music to match. I mean, like people are getting, I feel like really high class video <laughs> editing done on this app and it's oh, yeah. incredible so the creativity that i've seen come from some of that stuff yep. i just have to throw that out there because yeah. i'm impressed by it i am too one cool uh technological thing i did and i still have the app maybe i need to sign in because i haven't had a notification from it for a long time but it was called uh oh no it's something about seeing mm. and i would get a phone call and it would end up it was for for blind people Oh, and wow. they would say, I need help. And so it was a FaceTime. They couldn't see me, but I could see their screen. I did it twice. One was for an expiration date on a, like, hey, can you, I mean, they were like 15 second calls. I was like, hey, they're like, hi, can you read this ex expiration date off for me? And they're using their camera. What? And I did. And then another one, this one was more scary because he <laughs> wanted me to read his medicine bottle. Oh, wow. Don't so get it wrong. I know. <laughs> uh, but I did. And it, it, they were literally like 30 second calls. And I was like, this is amazing. I did not know that yeah, existed. It was really cool. Um, so, yeah, there are definitely yeah. really, really cool things that are happening in amazing ways that people are uh, advancing the gospel. That was my third. Oh, did I beat you? You did. Oh, yeah. oh creativity. But, yeah. Yep. I think th the ability to spread the gospel mm -hmm. because... That I mean, internet is everywhere, like for the most part, and even in just technology. I, I lived in Haiti for a few years, and you know, there was technology there, um, then and probably to see it advance even more so. Like, so many people are on Facebook, mm -hmm. even, and you can 100%, hopefully, <laughs> in good places, see the gospel, even mm -hmm. on Facebook, whether that's through like you know, a Bible app on there or like even just verses, I don't know, being shared. I just think that, um, yeah, that's definitely been a good thing is the ability to share the gospel through media. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a big one. Jordan gets the, uh, the easy way out of the social media, at least like you said, like you said, you still got your own media struggles, but yes, to each their own, to each their own. That's right. It, it's definitely a tough one. And having kids, both of us uh, having kids, that, that is another wrinkle that 
maybe we'll do a parenting podcast I one day. But I was just <laughs> thinking that could probably be a podcast <laughs> in its own because yeah. we could talk for a while about totally. how we're approaching that with our kids. Yeah. Oh, it's something. All right. Uh, last, the last uh, week, which we just had today's Monday. That was yes. This was yesterday. Yep. Um, Tyler spoke on words, being wise with your words. Uh, and he talked about negative words and being wise with that and also being wise with the positive words you can give. Um, and yeah, I'll just same thing. Open it up. Thoughts. This one's the most fresh, so I'm ready to drop a sermon, Jordan. Yeah, this one, um, surprising, not surprising. A lot of people just assume that I don't talk much, which in certain situations I don't. Mm -hmm. So I think people would assume that I don't struggle with this. But Mm. if you know me really well, you know I can get rolling. Mm. Like there are certain things that I will uh, rant about, for better or worse, and sometimes it's, the gospel in a positive yeah. way. Sometimes yep. it's a certain coach in a certain city in <laughs> Kentucky. That's yeah. you name it. I can rant <laughs> about it, uh, but I've definitely been convicted over the last five years or so on. I believe the Lord has given me a zeal um, and a passion, but I also believe that can get out of hand and I mm. can say things that I can't take back, which can hurt people or kind of inadvertently affect people when I'm not thinking about it in the moment. And that is probably the most prevalent um, with my kids. Mm -hmm. Just last night I had a situation where it was one of those where 30 seconds after it happened, it's like, daggone it. I should not have said that. I should not have said it the way I did. I was watching the Chiefs-Bills game. Mm -hmm. Kids are supposed to be in bed. Out of the corner of my eye, I see something moving. Our oldest son had come upstairs uh, he really just had a problem that needed solved. wasn't a big deal. But my immediate reaction and my words were anger because that's like mm-hmm. what is most readily available to me. Um, and he just wanted he wanted to go back to bed, but he needed something. And mm. that was one of those after the fact, like, man, I responded. I reacted in anger. Shouldn't have done that. But even my words were probably hurtful to him. Um, so honestly, I'm at a point where I'm kind of sick of having to mop up after me hmm. um, regurgitating these words and it's one of those things too where I can easily I think slide by because a lot of people would have would assume that I don't have an issue with words but I very much do yeah yeah thanks for sharing I mean I'm with you Alexa yep (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh it's funny that I really loved I mean this was just timely um I got not to rat on Zeke. I feel like we're talking about Zeke a lot, but um, on Zeke's great. Don't give him a bad rap. He is. Yeah, he is he amazing. Is. He's me, which is why we butt heads. <laughs> um, on Friday, after so Zeke goes to a preschool, and um, on Friday I got a message from his teacher, and it basically said just the boys, which is half the class. The boys were not being kind to each other. Mm. Um, and so. I just said, like, buddy, what was going on? What was happening? And um, he was like, well, I told so-and-so that I didn't want him to sit by me. Mm. And I was like, you know, why did you say that? Because I don't like him. And yada, yada. Well, did you say that? Yeah. (laughs) Like, I mean, he was just obviously upset about it. Um, But it was like, even in my mind, I'm like, well, sometimes I don't want people to sit by me, you know, like I'm like, (laughs) I don't, this isn't bad, but I'm like, okay, his reaction, you know, Tyler said like uh, the emotion of anger is not a bad thing. It's Mm -hmm. the reaction of anger. Um, that's not good. And so 
we just had conversations um, about that that day, but I felt like I was stumbling over my words. So I just absolutely love that Tyler was like basically giving me the, the right words to say to Zeke to mm-hmm. kind of pep talk him before he went into school today. So, you know, I said to him, like our, our words um, can make people feel really sad or they can make people feel loved mm-hmm. kind of the miniature version of yep. like building people up or tearing them down. Um, and so that like clicked with him. And he came out of school like glowing today and said he was it was a good day and he wow. like had a great time with his friends. And um, he said to that one kid who he was not very nice to, he was like, yeah, hey, you can come sit by me. And wow. it was like just sweet. And you could tell that he kind of felt good like saying that, too. And so, yeah, I just this like even. OK, so thinking of that situation and thinking why does he even know how to say those things? Mm -hmm. Like some of that I think is innate in us. Like we just have those emotions and feelings, but Mm -hmm. also what am I saying and doing to make it so easy for him to Mm -hmm. say that, um, to not even second guess being mean or using words to to tear someone down. So, cause I can easily use my words to tear them down. Like it, you can make, you can make a kid cry in like two seconds. Yeah. (laughs) It's not hard. We've probably done it. Um, yeah, so it's just hard, I think, especially as a parent, because they're mirroring exactly mm-hmm. what you're doing. And so seeing your kids struggle with it and honestly, that just being evidence that it's something that you have to work on. Yeah, we have a uh, three and two year old, three and a half and two. And our two year old is finally in a, in a spot. But it just ma- what makes me think of words with her. Her name's Lane. Uh she had she took a little bit longer to get a vocabulary her older sister talked for her a lot and so she would just get angry and you know rightfully so like she's hungry and she doesn't know how to say it and so like she's angry or you know she doesn't want to do something that her sister's trying to make her do she doesn't know how to say it, so she just get angry and it's like it was a trying time for us it was probably close to six months with lane and it's like if she just knew how to talk then we can reason, then we can actually, you know, get somewhere. And it's like the, the parallel to that. And it's like, well, she's a baby. She doesn't want to talk. That's fair to like our, my marriage is like, if we would just talk about how we feel or what we want, mm-hmm. if we just would say what we want yeah. um, or what we expect from each other, uh, things would be so much smoother. I mean, we're in a better spot than we were. That was a long Maybe, I mean, our first year was, was really rough, but then as we've gotten, you know, some more experience, like that takes time to say, instead of, I wish you would have helped me or I wish you would have done that. It's like proactively, Hey, can you do this? I'd love for you to do this. It's like, if you use your words strategically, it can put out fires that never get started. And I think we're, we often, I don't know, don't say anything because, we want someone to read our mind or I don't know what that is about even adults. Like I can, we're going to continue talking about like the kid application, but as adults, there's so many times that we don't say something that if we did, we would feel better. We'd get something off our chest or we would direct people or direct, you know, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. I'm sure, I'm sure you guys have lots of experiences in ministries like, Mm. And on staffs or with when you're leading kids or, you know, at your gym, it's like, man, this is terrible. This is going awful. And it's like, well, did I even tell him what I wanted 
I yeah. even explain well. Yeah, we can definitely <laughs> talk about the adult part of it <laughs> too. We get, again, we need to just start a parenting podcast. Yeah. What not to do. Yep. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Is what it would be called. But yeah, I mean, we've experienced that in our marriage as well, just communicating and communicating well. Um, and I think guys are definitely supposed to read their wives' minds, by the <laughs> way. That's like supposed to be a thing. Honestly, yeah, I, I don't understand why that why that wasn't in the, the plan. Lord for the Lord did not work that out, yeah. yeah. You can't do that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, you can? <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what do you think? I think you may uh, refute this, but I think sometimes in our marriage, I think sometimes at work, sometimes with the boys, my issue maybe over communicating hmm. uh saying too many words maybe uh too many words too quickly um but i feel like i've been pushed by the lord in the last couple of years to weigh what i'm about to say which is why sometimes uh with, well with alexa and i she may s- expect a response immediately where i'm like i'll give you a response <laughs> but i want to wait because it's got to be better mm. than what I've got right now, <laughs> which doesn't always go well. But, you know, um, just I think it's Colossians 317, whether in word or deed, do all things. The glory of I know I butchered that, but the continual reminder of word and is what I'm about to say um, going to bring glory to Christ. And mm-hmm. now, like Alexa knows better than anybody, I don't expect perfection out of myself or her or anyone. Um, so I'm not always going to say everything that brings glory to God, but there are so many things that I say that are maybe backhandedly bringing someone else down. Like even if, mm. if it is a coach of another team, that is very ridiculous. And my hatred for Aaron Rodgers mm. has been clear the last couple of weeks. I am thankful <laughs> that he lost, <laughs> but honestly, it doesn't honor God how much I dislike the guy. I don't mm-hmm. know the guy. I talk bad about the guy, and I'm convicted about that. Like there that's you go. That's some of my struggle, really. He's a Bears like, fan, guys. This is yeah. R- um, wow. One of my other friends Revival. named Chris that I talk sports about a lot. Like him and I have tried to, I think, push each other um, in not bad mouthing referees mm. or opposing coaches or players or whatnot. As ridiculous as that may seem, like Scripture says, in word or deed. So that means, you know. What my mom would say, if you don't have anything good, don't say anything at all. And yeah. Like, dang, she was preaching and she didn't know it. Yep. Uh, but that's where I'm really trying to not over speak, essentially, and trying to weigh my words so that they have more value and depth and benefit to those that hear them, which is a struggle every day. Yeah. I think, I mean, when you say, my are my words glorifying to God, that can, that can be ethereal. That can sound like, what yeah. does that even mean? And it's like his, you know, it helps me to think like glorify his creation and his people and the beauty of the game of football or the beauty of nature or like, and uh, and it makes me think along this, this topic of words, I think our culture, uh, maybe it's not our culture uh, because I don't know what the past was like, if this was always true, but for some reason it's so awkward to compliment people. Yeah. It's so awkward to tell people why you're thankful for them. Um, I recently had a conversation where I just got, you know, really real. Someone just like affirmed them in who I thought they were. And I was like, why don't I do that to everybody? (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. the, you know, why is that so uncomfortable? Um, 
I don't know what it is about that. That's like, Oh, I'm really thankful they did that. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't get what makes that uncomfortable, but yeah. it is. I feel that too. And I was just thinking, as you're saying that, like most of Paul's letters begin with just loving on them. Mm, yeah. So I imagine if he did that in writing the letter, you know, when he saw them, yep. he was tearing up, hugging them, love, giving them all of that. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure it was awkward. I don't know. You know, it is, but I, I, I don't know. I'm sure if there's like this genuineness mm-hmm. to it, we're like no man i really do appreciate what you're doing and i don't know this may go back to like some of the media and stuff it's like we've almost forgotten how to be genuine or Mm. to see the depth of another person because it's all surface level posts which like there's benefit negative to that i don't know that may be going too deep into it but i think like when you actually i think it contributes know that you know that you know someone and then you see the positive. That's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that may take away some of the awkward w- awkwardness, which some of us probably have those people in our life where it isn't awkward to compliment them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think the other thing, kind of as we're, we're wrapping up, another thought with this, words, and it's so vital in my parenting, but then also with friends, is I'm sorry. Oh That's gosh. another thing. It's like, oh yeah. why is that painful? And... Why have I many times in my life been like, I should apologize. And then I don't. Yep. It's crazy that I would push down the temptation to apologize. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, if you are listening and you're like, man, I should apologize to someone for this thing that I did. You should go do it do immediately. Because it. <laughs> um, it's always better. And I've apologized for, you know, stupid things that I've said to people. The best is when I apologize to my kids because I, th- I think too many parents forget to do that yeah um and i think that's an example i want to set uh and that can be really hard for some reason yeah i i think it honestly takes a lot of humility and i think that's where like gosh power in our words like if we're going to talk about power like in our words and just like walking through even repentance because repentance requires you to say I'm sorry. And it requires the other person to verbally say, I forgive you. Mm. And woof, like if you want to talk about the power in the words that we say, like that feels like it's it. Like that can be huge. And I know it's not just a verbal thing, but it's like an action. And there's just a lot of stuff that goes into that. But, um, yeah, I, I feel like I'm sorry or I apologize is really hard because I know for me, there's like such a level of pride, Mm. um, that holds me back from that. And even just an example (laughs) of that, um, man, hopefully my sister doesn't listen to this. (laughs) My sister also goes to city church. (laughs) Um, but just this past Sunday, she had people over to her new apartment just to pray over it. And, Um, I had left Jordan and the boys to go and do that. And, um, in typical Megan fashion, it took her like 45 minutes to get to her apartment. And so I was (laughs) waiting for like 30 minutes and I had other things to do and I didn't want to leave Jordan home, um, with the boys during Sabbath. And, um, I just, it just got to the point where I just left and I was like frustrated and angry because I felt like she's not thinking about me. She's only thinking about herself. But then I just thought like, 
oh, actually, I'm only thinking about mm. myself. Like, yeah. I'm thinking of my timeline and what I need to do and how much this is an inconvenience to me. Um, and so it was like, okay, I need to call her. Like, and honestly, she ended up apologizing and saying, like, I'm sorry that took so long. And so it was fine. But it was like the like mental strain it took for me to get to a point where it was like, okay, I should call her to even let her know I'm leaving, like yeah. all this stuff. It was just hard. So for me, I know like there's so much pride behind it, but I have never experienced saying I'm sorry and regretted it like mm, ever. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think so. I feel like I've been doing this all night, but I kind of come in on the flip side. I can tend to say I'm sorry he too does. often. This mm. is true. And I've struggled with that most of my life, but that comes out of, I'm sure the root of it is pride because I think the root, but more so like I need you to be cool with me. Mm. Like I need your acceptance essentially. Yeah. So for as long as I can remember really with like friends or girlfriends growing up and now with your uh, wife, yeah, with big struggles with Alexa, like I will over i'm sorry mm. which then i think negates like a legit genuineness behind it yeah 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 you want to talk uh. some marriage stuff yeah yeah <laughs> but i'm sure there's someone out there that does that too yeah absolutely that i think that's that's more common than than we would think yeah yeah that's really good guys i want to end by affirming you two with my words and i just really this is so awkward it's so <laughs> Um, no, I love the way that you guys carry yourselves and just the presence that you have everywhere. Like on Sundays in small group, we get to be in the same small group together. Yep. House group, sorry, TM, uh, trademark. Uh, so yeah, your, your presence and just the way that you carry yourselves is so inviting and pleasant and just like, yeah, it's just like comforting. It, yeah. Like we, you know, it was pretty quick that that was obvious when we met. Um, and, and then I would, I want to affirm your parenting too. And what I love about it is I feel like all three and, and you can uh, confirm or deny all three of your boys are very different. Mm -hmm. And I can see in the, what do we see each other in three, four hours a week? Yeah. I can see the different ways that you guys love them individually. And that I know that that can probably feel hard. I know it mm. can probably feel like you don't do that. Um, cause you can lump them all in one, just like these are the kids. Um, but I see each one of them, uh, EJ Silas and, and Zeke, uh, being loved by you guys really well, both dad, mom. Yeah. You guys are, are great. Thank you. Thanks for being on with us. If Hang you're listening, Jordan oh. has to affirm you. Oh, not me. I'm throwing it oh on my Jordan. Gosh. Yeah. Hey, also, quick story. Mm -hmm. We did like a prayer, kind of prophecy prayer practice okay. at small group yep. and house group. Yep. And you uh, had this image of a butterfly for Jordan. And it apparently wasn't referencing a tattoo that I was supposed to get. <laughs> That's what we said it was going <laughs> to reference. I'm yeah. just looking forward to that. But we feel like he's like blossoming into something. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I'm coming know. out of a cocoon <coughs> here. I s yeah. I, that I, I, great. I remember <laughs> back in my Wikipedia days, I don't think butterflies have long lifespans, so hopefully whatever oh I'm blossoming <laughs> into Yikes. lasts longer than that. Yes, yes. We're affirming you in your... For sure. Thanks. Yeah. Anyways. That, I love that. What you got? That was really cool. Yeah. We yeah. love you too, Josh. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. If saying. you're listening and you're like, I want to call this person, do it. And just talk to them say thanks say i'm sorry whatever it is put some social media parameters on be generous 
If you want to help a blind person read their medicine bottle, yeah. come Talk on, to Josh. I yeah, I don't remember what that the sounds called, amazing. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty cool. Or just make a blind friend and tell him you can help him out. There we go. That's even better. Oh, wow. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks again <laughs> for listening. Uh, CityChurchOTR.com. Or find us on Instagram, City Church OTR. If you decide not to get a dumb phone, you can you can find us on Instagram. I think we've got some some cool stuff there. Thank you so much, Jordan Alexa. Thanks yeah. for listening. Have a great day, Thanks guys. Thanks for having us. Bye.